0: Welcome to Growing Women of Faith podcast. I am Rochelle Morlock, And I am Sherry Konzak. We are your hosts. Growing Women of Faith podcast is a ministry under Bloom International. Bloom International aims to inspire, empower, and encourage women. And we do that through hosting women's conferences, running hygiene programs, supplying food for our rice for widows and many other opportunities. Growing Women of Faith podcast was created for women to have a place to share how God is growing them and using them. Our hope is that we can be an encouragement to all women of all walks of life. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Today, I have a very special guest named Portia Allen, and just to give you a short bio, and first, I met Portia, I think, seven or eight years ago. She was yeah. my, she was my um, leader for sisterhood table. She was the table leader for sisterhood, and that's how I met her, and then got to share a little bit about my heart for Thailand and everything with her, and then we just became friends after that. She's an amazing girl, so I wish you all could meet her one day. If you ever come to Minneapolis, you can meet her. So, anyway, it'll be fun. You were very fun. Anyway, so um, Portia has been in ministry for 12 years and leads alongside her husband, Clinton Allen, at River Valley Church in Minnesota under their lead pastors, Rob and Becca Ketterling. She's spoken to groups both nationally and internationally. She is a co host of a podcast, She Speaks Stories, and knows that stories change lives. She is also a certified Clifton Strengths communicator and is passionate about uplifting and empowering people, especially women in both secular and sacred spaces. She and her husband, the love of her life, have three amazing boys, 10, nine, and four. They live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and there is way more to the state than cold weather because I know everyone complains about our cold weather. (laughs) That's a beautiful state. (laughs) When you become friends with Portia, you're a friend for life. She loves you. It's a phrase she often uses with her friends. She truly wants to be your friend. And if you're listening to this, you're on your way. Her goal as your friend is to cheer you on into what God has created you to be and remind you of the truth we so often forget. God is absolutely for you. Because he loves
1: you. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's so good to be with you and listeners from wherever you're listening. I think it is amazing that technology is such that we can do something together right now. And it literally can be heard in any place in the world where there is access to the technology. And access is something that is growing on a daily basis. I don't know what the stat is, but there's something about a rate of information that it grows exponentially on a daily basis. And so that's um, mind blowing to me. I don't understand all of that, but um, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um,
0: oh, we're excited kids, to hear from
1: here. <laughs> I told my kids I'd be speaking to my friend who's in Thailand and they were like, what? They think <laughs> it's so cool that we're having this conversation on opposite sides of the world and so- um, That's awesome. We were talking about time zones and how the earth rotates and hemispheres and all these different things. So we had a mini little lesson all because you live in Thailand, Sherry. Oh, yay. And then they realized when it's
0: daytime there, it's nighttime for me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So when we were talking my last night, I thought, oh, this is so great. She's already gone through the day when we get together. So I'm sure it's going to be a great day. Was it a great day? Do I have great things ahead of me? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. (laughs) do. So um, I just want to share something just very briefly, um, something that my husband and I often talk about is that um, when there is ministry that is done for women, we often um, focus on, not often, but sometimes we focus on you're beautiful and you, it's like all of these soft and flowery things. And he was like, I don't know, wouldn't you want to hear more than just that? I was like, oh no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're beautiful. Thank you. God made us beautiful, but he also made us strong. He also made us wise. He also made us women who can, like when scripture says that we're overcomers, he didn't just say that to his sons. He said that to his daughters as well, that we're overcomers. When he says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, that wasn't just said to men. That was also said to women. And um, a passage of scripture that I have just really, really loved and been sitting in for the last couple of years, is when Jesus officially steps in the ministry. So it's after he was baptized, after he was tempted in the wilderness, or in the wilderness, fasting and praying, and then he was tempted by the enemy, um, and it's found in Luke chapter 4. He goes into the synagogue, and he's there, and he reads. Side note, this is just fun, and I geek out on things like this. There was a prescribed reading that happened in the synagogue. It wasn't just the rabbi going oh we're going to read this on this particular day it was assigned on what they were going to read each day so jesus is there they hand him the scroll to read and this is what he reads this is luke chapter 4 verses 18 through 19 the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then the passage goes on to say, and then he sat down and all eyes were on him. And he begins to speak to people and he tells them today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. And so it just blows my mind that the planned reading They didn't know that Jesus was going to come in. They didn't know that Jesus was going to reveal himself today, but that that was the reading. But the reason why I, I chose this passage for today is because women of God, women who are followers of Jesus, that what he was saying about him, he also empowered us to do. Because I think sometimes as followers of Jesus, we think, okay, well, Jesus did that. Okay. Yeah. He did that because he's the son of God. Hello. But I can't do that. And I would like to submit to us for our thinking today that if Jesus did it, he did it so that he could show us how to walk and how to live because the same spirit that was in Jesus is the same spirit that is available to us because he tells us in John, it is good for you, that I go away because if I go away, I will send the comforter to you who will be with you, who will lead you into all truth. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I've been thinking about this. I was like, okay, if I am like Jesus, if he tells me that I can be like him, in another passage, he says, greater things will you do than what I did. Can you, let's just think about that for a second. This is the man who healed lepers, opened blind eyes, opened deaf ears, raised the dead and brought good news to people. And I think sometimes um, being an American in American culture, there are great things about American culture, but I think there are some things about American culture that seep into our walk with Jesus. And we think the good news and the blessing from God is just that we are blessed and we have all of these things, like material things. We have a big house. We have a nice car. We never get sick. That's not in scripture. John 16, tells us in this life, you will have trouble. Is your life forever changed when you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. But it's our spirits that are changed. Do our outside circumstances change? Yes. Um, There are so many stories in the New Testament, especially in Acts, where it says, and they believed in their whole household, and this other person believed in their whole household. This whole city was turned upside down because they believed in Jesus. So there are outward changes that we see but I believe that the end goal is not about the stuff that we have, but it is about our obedience and submission to Jesus and us bringing the good news to other people. Um, so let me specifically talk to those of you that have a relationship with Jesus. He says that he came to proclaim release to the captives and to set free the oppressed. Okay, when I look at that, somebody who is captive, they are being held against their will. And that is... Being held is what sin does to us, right? And then Jesus comes, sets us free from our sin, and we are no longer captives to sin. Romans 6 talks a lot about how we've been set free from sin. But this is the thing that the Lord's been showing me. There are a lot of people who love Jesus, whose names are written in the book of life, but they are oppressed and they are oppressed by the things of life. They are oppressed from things from their past that they've actually been freed from. But the enemy keeps bringing up and reminding, hey, you did this. Hey, You did that. I can't believe you didn't do this. And they are oppressed by the enemy. But even from that, Jesus says that he came to release us from that. So I want to first talk to you about the release that is available to us as believers. In Corinthians, Paul tells us that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. I believe it's 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So whatever circumstance that you find yourself in today, please be reminded that who you were is not who you are today. Because you have become a new creation, and if you're a new creation, then any oppression and things that are trying to come against you, they don't have to. 2 Corinthians 10 tells us that our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty in God through Christ for the pulling down of strongholds, taking into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, a stronghold is a lie that you believe. And what I have seen in my own life and I've seen in other people's lives that sometimes those lies that we believe, those are the things that we are being oppressed by and we are being um, buffeted. That's a, that's, a new, that's a King James Version word. We're being beaten against in our heart and our spirit by uh, these lies that we've believed. But sister friend, can I tell you today That the spirit of Jesus Christ, which is our Holy Spirit, which is our comforter, which is our helper, which is our advocate, our friend, our guide, and power, says that you do not have to be oppressed anymore. And so my prayer for you today in this moment is that you would recognize the areas where you have been or are being oppressed. And usually this oppression shows up in our mind and in our thoughts And um, here's something that I hope will be empowering and encouraging to you. The enemy cannot read your thoughts. He fires thoughts at you and then he waits to see how you respond. And you know how we let him know by what comes out of our mouth and by what we do. That's how we indicate whether or not we have taken the lie and we have believed it. And when we hold on to that lie, and if we keep ruminating and thinking and meditating on that lie, it sets up a stronghold and that allows oppression to come into our lives. But when we acknowledge the lie, and sometimes we miss it, but that's why we have the precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will show us what is true. Holy Spirit will convict us both of sin and righteousness, of the sin of the things that are are not good for us. And of righteousness, this is the way, walk in it. And so as we allow Holy Spirit to reveal to us the lies that we believe, scripture says that we can take those down and make them be captive and make them be obedient to Jesus Christ. Here's a simple one. Coming out of COVID, um, if you were anything like me, I know that COVID is still very real, but lockdown in the United States, I found much, much comfort in chocolate chips and um, mug cakes and ice cream and other comfort type foods. And as I was doing that, I realized that I was um, swelling a bit. And so while in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with chocolate chips, there's nothing wrong with cake. Um, those were things that then I began to think, oh, look at yourself, look at what you've become, look at what you've allowed your body to do. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. That's where it says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's where it also says that I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I need to take care of this body. We sometimes talk about the temple of the Holy Spirit and inviting in um, perversion into our lives, but I think it also involves what we put in our mouth. I think it also involves how much we move our body. Do I need to look like a model? No, but I need to be healthy. And I want to be healthy because I want to be able to do what God has asked me to do. Another example of where a lie might creep in is that you can't do the thing that you feel stirring in your heart from God because you're a girl (laughs) or because you don't have training or because you, whatever the case may be, that if God has spoken something to you and said, you are supposed to do this. You were supposed to speak to your family. You were supposed to do the discipleship course. You were supposed to go to school. You were supposed to speak up in this situation on my behalf and bring good news. Can I tell you, go with what? <laughs> go with the scary thing because here's the, thing, the deal. The enemy is not going to ask you to do something that's going to honor God. The enemy is not going to ask you to do something that is going to encourage others to follow after the things of God. And the Holy Spirit, it doesn't lead us with fear. When I said go, the thing that makes you nervous. I mean, the thing that you're like, that's outside my comfort zone. Mm, if it's outside your comfort zone, that might be a flag to bring it before God and say, God, is this what you're asking me to do? And um, I believe this is what I've seen in my own life. God asked me to do things that stretch me just enough. In fact, Sherry and I were talking before we started recording that there have been opportunities in her life where people will come to her and say, we need you to do this. And she's like, I don't think that's the person that I don't, I think you met. And in the power of the Holy Spirit and what God has called her to do, she has done it. And not in her own strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the key. God wants us to stay a space where we just lean into him because let's be honest if we do it and we're like look what i did that's a good job then we start like okay and we pat ourselves on the back and we're like look what i did and we forget god and that is not his heart for us and so on this idea of oppression Let's identify the lie, let's invite the Holy Spirit in. David does this, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and see my anxious thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. We invite the Spirit of God to show us where are the lies that we are believing, where are the lies that we are acting out. And once Holy Spirit has revealed that to us, same spirit is able to break that power over our lives because I believe that God is calling as He's calling His church and his daughters to no longer walk in oppression because when we are free, guess what? We get to turn around and help free others. Because prisoners, they can't break themselves out. They can't break the doors down. But people that are on the outside, we can go and break the doors down. Now hear me, I please please don't go into wherever people are being held and incarcerated wherever you are. Please don't walk in there and try to rip doors down. I am speaking metaphorically in the spiritual terms of oppression and ripping walls down. Just wanted to give that context in case anybody's like, Portia told me, and then I'm gonna see you on the world news. And then it's just all, it's just a problem. So this is what, um, this, this is where I wanna land. We get free so that we can turn around and free others. Um, think about when you fly on a plane, and they're going through the safety measures, and they say, should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will fall. Please affix the oxygen mask on yourself before you aid others. Come on, sisters, let's get free so that we can turn around and free others. Are we beautiful? Absolutely, because God says that we're beautiful. God goes so far as to say that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Are we? Are we peaceful? Yes. But as women, do we have to just be beautiful and quiet and peaceful? No. If God has called you to have a big voice, he has called you to have a big voice. It is not by accident that you are, that you are allowed. If God has called you to be quiet, that's who you are. That's fine. But even in your quiet, there is strength and there is dignity and there is power and there is authority. Here's another thing. When we get free from something, then we receive the authority to speak into that in somebody else's life, right? I'm a recovering perfectionist because for perfectionism says i have to do all of these things perfectly we talked about this john 16 33 will have trouble then um, the bible also says there's no one righteous no not one i am not perfect
0: but because i have a
1: relationship with jesus christ my spirit has been made perfect and so everything i do i do into the glory of god and where I'm weak, he is made strong. So I go forward in that. But sometimes that perfectionism would keep me from doing anything. Because if I can't do it exactly right, I don't want to do it at all. Or if I didn't do it exactly right, I don't want to try again. Well, that's a lie from the enemy. I will keep going. Jesus came to set the captives free and to release the oppressed. And you can be free today. Let's be free so we can turn around and help and proclaim the good news to others so that they can be free as well. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.
0: So I feel so like I like just
1: like opened up the water hose and went,
0: <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes we need that water hose to be like, shh, I got all this information, gotta tell you. But I love what you said because it's true. Like, and I totally, I've done that too. Like we have conferences mm-hmm. and of course we know that we're beautiful and that God's made us fearfully, wonderfully wonderfully, made. But there is a freedom in truly believing that and knowing Mm -hmm. that in your spirit and i know i had to go through that process where i truly Mm -hmm. had to believe and if i'm honest it honestly for me the fear of it all and i i've probably shared this with some of our listeners and stuff but happened in 2018 when lisa bevere Mm -hmm. and john came to thailand for a conference you know in january and i got like even though i was serving god as a missionary here i just i still had this fear in me like i didn't have the confidence that like mm-hmm. every time I would go speak to women or something, I always mm-hmm. felt like the enemy would just tell me, oh, they're not going to believe what you say. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I know this. I know this in my heart. I know it's true. You know, like, mm-hmm. but then you, you have the enemy kind of telling you like, no, you yeah. can't. And then you're, you're trying to speak to them and you're like, it, and you're doubting yourself. I don't know if you've been through this, but you're doubting mm-hmm. yourself as you're speaking and you're like, no, I know this is right. The Bible says yeah. it, but why am I doubting yeah. it? And then I yeah. remember that conference and John asked everyone that needed prayer over fear to go up there. And then I'm thinking, I'm the missionary trying to help them. I was like, yeah. and I just kind of stood back. I'm like, I ain't going to the altar right now. But then yeah. I was like, but then I was just like, I just felt this nudge and I went and I, mm-hmm. I can't even explain it.
1: But mm-hmm. that
0: time at that altar, it just, the fear just broke off me. And I walked yeah. away with a new confidence and it was so Amen. amazing when I had came back to the U.S. on my furlough. I mean, even my friends here, they're like, there is something different about you. Come on, And I was on. like, I'm not scared. I don't care. I have this confidence. I'm not fearful of it anymore. I know what Amen. God's called me to do and I'm not fearing it. Yeah. And it was just like God used John and Lisa to be that tool yeah. in my life yeah. at, right at the time I needed them to be in Thailand to do this yeah. conference you know, and just to have this and it was just like, it's, it's freeing. It's so yes. freeing. And I know, Amen. and it's like, I know I'm a daughter of God and I know all this that he's made me strong and wise. And then I just had to overcome that. Like I didn't get yep. to that freedom part where I'm like, I don't yep. really care. anymore. And then, yes. you know, like it's like, mm-hmm. God's called me to do something. I have to be a voice because before I knew God called me to be a voice to the voices mm-hmm. for women here. And it mm-hmm. is, it's a hard task when you're in a culture that so-called like women, it's not considered yeah. like, it's a taboo, like in a lot of Asian countries, you know, yeah. and, and it's not talked about and for God to be like, mm-hmm. you need to be a voice and share your testimony about all your struggles, your abuse and all that. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, uh-uh. I was like, you do not know. I was like, it's different talking about it in America. I was like, but in Asia where it's considered like, we don't talk about those things. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, you need to be a voice for the voiceless. And I was like, Amen. okay, God, I'm scared, but we're going to do it. And, that's, yeah. and I, love, I love this one phrase that Becca always says. And I, I yeah. heard it at the first Sparkle conference and she said, do mm-hmm. it afraid. And I have this right. in my house. When people go visit, it's, it says, do it afraid. So every time I yeah. look up, I'm like, okay, I have to do it afraid. Even mm-hmm. though I know that it's scary, I just have to do it afraid. And yeah. I just, yeah. I love what you spoke on. It's just like the anointing and just to release, you know, the captives and being held to our sin mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. We just need to release all that.
1: Amen. I just, amen. Yeah.
0: and I love also, I'm paraphrasing, but you said, if God speaks to you, just do it, like do yeah. it like, and I'd want to encourage you do it afraid because yeah. as long as you're doing it and you're obedient right. to God, that's all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter what anyone says, because there have yeah. been times i'm sure in your life and my life that god has given me these crazy ideas and i would tell Mm -hmm. someone and they'll be like i'd be like i know you don't understand i was like i don't understand it either i just know i have to do it so don't ask me questions i'm just gonna do it but then it's like god gets the glory you're like i did it god told me to do it and that's what
1: i I did that's right well and here's the thing even if we step out (laughs) and we get off course God is so good and so kind. He will correct us. And he will be like, okay, I need you to scooch over a little bit more. He totally is going to get us where we need to be. Mm -hmm. I had a a mentor tell me, I was really fretting about a decision. And he was like, if you don't have a direct word from the Lord, if it does not contradict God's word, make a choice because he will be with you because the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. So make the decision and go forward. And, um, and sometimes God gives us very direct, like very specific. We're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And other times he's like, I do because my spirit's in you too. choose. So I'm like, no, please tell me. Yes, yes. And I think that's also part of being like,
0: like the series we're doing, like a warrior woman is be knowing, knowing that mm-hmm. you need to be free. And I love what yes. you said. We get to, when we're free, we can turn around and free others. When we get to that freedom. We can turn around yes. and free others, and I've yes. seen that. I've seen that too in my life when I speak at women's conferences, sharing my testimony in them, and then they're ha- they're wanting to meet with me and tell me their stories of their abuse, and and like and, and guaranteed, I get a little upset because I mean mm-hmm. I've never been married, I've had other abuses in my life, just not domestic, mm-hmm. and I get right. so like my feminist side comes out, kind of like. I'm like, show me where your husband is. I'll go beat him. But I know that's also not the right attitude to have. Right, that's <laughs> good. Know? That's good. And so I have a mentor that always says, you know, Carrie, you need to calm down. You can't beat up every uh-huh. man you see. And I was like, that's I right. know, but I was like,
1: you know, it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm human, so I'm not, yes. it's a good, it's yes. a good thing. Right? And even, and, even Peter, or no, I think it was James and John, right? Jesus, do you want us to call fire down from heaven on this town because they mistreated yes. us? so yes i um, remember that so our humanity shows up yes right. and jesus is like um no calm down <laughs> right he's like i got this don't you worry yes good could but no right so
0: i love it so anyway i just want to thank you portia for speaking to speaking to us today and everything I just, I just love you. I personally just love you to death. And I wish, like, I wish I can clone myself. I say this all the time because I'm like, I still want to be part of the, you know, with you guys. But then also I am part of a church that like loves their missionaries, that support their Mm -hmm. missionaries. So I, it's like, I don't feel like, I still feel like I'm still a part. You guys always make me feel such a part of everything. Good. And I love oh, it. The Lord. I feel so good. Back, so thank you so much. I love
1: that. I love that. Yes. That's that's good to know. That's very good to know. Thank you so much. It's just it's my honor to share with um, women and sisters, and um, I'm cheering for you. Let's do let's do what Jesus called us to do. Let's go after everything that Jesus paid for on the cross and through His resurrection. And um, there's a world who needs Jesus. So thanks so much. Yes.
0: yes. And I love that song. <laughs> Well, guys, it was a pleasure to hang out with you all today. I hope that we could be a little joy and a little hope and bring you a little laughter for your day. And don't forget to subscribe to Growing Women of Faith podcast so that you will get a notification every time we add a new episode.